And I, it's an honor to be here, so thank you for, for allowing me to be here. And I, I look around, and I'm just excited for what God is, is doing. And, and all of you, man, that's a good old mustache right there. <laughs> 52 years. 52 years? <laughs> this is two days right here. So we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> I'm excited. You guys should be excited, too. I, I, I have a new book that came out today called Storytime with Aaron Havens. And so it just it just came out today. I'm joking. I taped it on there. But doesn't that doesn't that look awesome? There's like, are you serious? Hey, I'll pa- pass that around. Story 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 time with Aaron Havens. I made myself laugh hysterically, and then and then I was I was laughing so hard. I was laughing so hard. My girls thought, you know what, that's funny. And, and then my daughter snuck a book in, I didn't even know, in my bag, my travel bag. And it's called Storytime with Zoe Havens. I started laughing. <laughs> yeah, she just, she just snuck that in. I'm like, that's hysterical. So you don't need to pass that around, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I've, I've, been in, I've been in very large churches. Uh, and specifically, the last large church I was in... I was brought on board to start their small groups for their whole program. Uh, they had multiple campuses across America, uh, one of the largest churches in America. Awesome, awesome church. And it was an honor to be there. And so it is very true that God has hooked Darren and I up and me, our two churches up, and it's really, really neat to see. You know, it's, it's really cool that God does that and how he works. Uh, so... I'm glad to be here, but at the same time, I don't have a lot to share about house churches, except one thing. If you don't get anything tonight, get this, okay? You know, in the bathroom, those the, the spray that you have, that, <laughs> make sure you have that. <laughs> if you can have spray in the bathroom, it's successful. If not, it's not going to be a good <laughs> learn things through life. We, we, we learn things through life. That's one of the things I've learned. But all I can do is, is, is share my stories. That's why I'm passing around my brand new book, Storytime with Aaron Havens. Right? <laughs> all, all, all I can do is share my stories and share where I've been, some of my experiences. And, and I got to tell you this, man, my ride with God has been, has been a lot of fun. It's been a blast. How is yours? How is, how's your ride been? I mean, we got some stories. There's some. There's. I got some good stories. You know, I've. I. Uh, <laughs> I've had a blast with God. I've had a blast in church. And my my story starts a while ago. I was in third grade. I was sitting in a Nazarene church. Any of you been to a Nazarene church? Yeah, in Colorado Springs with my dad. I was in third grade. Big old church, and and literally the pastor scared the hell out of me. I'm like, <laughs> What? I don't want to go there. Like, hell? What's that? And so my, my journey with Christ began because I was scared to death in third grade, right? And so it, it, it started there. I remember, this is a good one. I sang duets at church camps. Anyone ever been to a church camp? I sang duets at a church camp because I figured if I did that, ladies liked me all week long. <laughs> Smart, smart. I figured it out early. How to get the ladies from Texas, right? Colorado boy. You know, I grew up in Orderway, Colorado, a small little town, you know, and so oh yeah, church camp was a big thing. Anybody more than ten, you know, that was a big crowd. So enjoyed that. 
Uh, I grew up, went to, went to Liberty University in Virginia. It's a big, a big Christian school. He said I didn't really like that, so I dropped out and started a rock and roll band. Everyone should do that. <laughs> I've been married 15 years, I think, 15 years. I have a 14-year-old daughter. and a, hey, I just got to be one year above my daughter, and I'm good. So, 14-year-old daughter, 12-year-old daughter. Uh, we're loving life. Been in big churches, been in small churches, worked in Mexico as a missionary. Our family did for a year. That was fun. But they didn't, it, you, know what's, you know what's sad about Mexico? When they did piñatas, they didn't hit it with a stick. I'm like, this, this is Mexico. You're not hitting it with a stick? Oh, anyways, I'll get over it one day. <laughs> here's, here's the deal. Stories fill every white spot, every, every spot of my life. Story fills every, every spot of your life as well especially when it comes down to your relationship with Jesus and, and, and who He is. You know, your experiences with Him, the good, the bad, the ugly, the whatever it may be, we all have stories, don't we? And we can relate on a lot of different levels. Some of the stories are going to be good. Some of them are going to be bad. Some of them are going to be funny. Have you ever been to the Alpine Slide in Breckenridge? You ever been there? That, that I think, is what heaven's going to be like, that alpine slide in Breckenridge. If, if you have never been there, it's a summertime thing, and so you ride the gondola up, and it's their way to make money when there's no snow, right? So you ride the gondola up, and they have these half pipes. Around. They're probably this big, and just half pipe things that go all the way down the mountain. And, and they have two. I haven't been there in a few years, so they might not have two anymore, but they, at the time I went, they had two. And you would ride your gondola up, you'd sit in, your, in this little cart thing, that had wheels, and when you pulled back, it would stop. And when you went forward, that means you're just crazy and you're going fast. And so you start going down the mountain. You start doing the. It's like a luge, you know. You're just going down the mountain like this, you know. And, and on the on the track, they have them side by side, so you can race if you're really crazy. And so, uh, and also on the track, they have these spots that just kind of go like this to give you more speed. Well, my brother and I decided to race. That any of you an older brother? Any, any have a younger brother or a younger or an old a younger sibling? Okay, so I'm the oldest, and so my younger brother, I'm like, okay, there's no way you're going to beat me. There's just absolutely, you know how it is. There's no way. And so we start out, and, and I push mine like this a little bit, and it's just not going fast enough. So I push it all the way. And now, now I'm starting to go. And I come to this first dip, and I'm like, you know, doing this number. I'm going banking really high, doing this. And then I, then I did this bank, and I got a little too high and started getting a little nervous. And so I pulled back to break a little bit, and... When I pulled back to break, my brother just—I saw him in the peripheral. I'm like, uh-oh, no, uh, no, uh. And so he started pulling ahead of me a little bit, and I'm like, you did not. <laughs> Boom! All the way forward. I, I determined I want to beat my brother no matter what it takes. So all the way forward, and, and I'm going, I'm banking, and there's chipmunks on the side. Have you ever seen these? <laughs> I don't know if they're chipmunks or not. I wanted to slap one or something, but it, it's like, and suddenly they're, they're like the dots in the road or the lines in the road. They just start turning into a chipmunk blur. I'm going so fast. Just, you know? And, and so I'm banking, I'm banking, I'm banking. No way my brother's going to beat me. We come to this next speed thing, and I'm going so fast, I just airborne. Or it, has anyone done this? Is anyone, no, you guys are smarter than I am. And so I'm, sit, I'm sitting in my cart and I just, I'm flying. It's like 10 minutes, you know? It's like, okay. Finally, I land and my thing starts going like this and it flies out. And now I'm in this, I don't know if it's fiberglass or cement. I don't know what it is, but I'm in this thing just kind of dragging. 
and my arms like this, like this, and finally I come to a stop, and the squirrel starts laughing at me, and, and my, my brother goes by, my conservative brother goes by, <laughs> you know, and he beats me down to the end. I'm bloody, I'm a big old bloody mess. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? It's like heaven. <laughs> well, the next year, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Tony's like, no, yeah, you're right, yeah. The next year, we go back. And it's my brother and I, and we, we begin this thing again, and we do the dip, and we do the curves, and we do all this thing, and we get to that, that same dip, right? And you would think that I pulled back. No, I did. I pulled back a little bit, but my brother this time thought, oh, this is my chance to beat him. And so he pushes forward, and the second year, he does the very same thing. He flies out, blood all over the place. But that's an alpine slide, so you guys should go, you should go there, okay? <laughs> Sometimes it takes me a time or two to learn a lesson. Sometimes, honestly, what I need to do is I just need to slow down a little bit. James 5.7 says this. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its viable crop? Patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rains. Sometimes I just go after life a little too fast. Sometimes I know I should pull back, but I just, you know what? A little too stubborn, right? So I just push it forward. I just alpine my slide all the way. Here we go. And I end up flying through the sky. Sometimes we just need to slow down. We need to be patient. We need to wait on God. Have any of you seen one of these things? Maybe you have one of these. You got to make sure, you got to get where you can see it. I know it's not, it's not too crazy, but this is a, one of these coffee machines where you can put these in. Any of you have this? It's a lazy man coffee right here. You put your water in the top right here. You put your little flavor thing in there. You turn this on. It does this, this brewing thing. Make sure I have it in here. Don't want to spill on your nice table. But can, can you see this? Can everyone see all right? It's, this really is a good coffee. You can get all sorts of flavors. You can get decaf. You can get tea. You can, you can get whatever. But my wife got me this for Christmas because she was sad I was dumping so much out from my big pot so she's like hey this is you know environmental or something like that so, <laughs> and so she she got me one of these things and, and and i like it it doesn't take long for the water to heat up you get you all your flavors you get whatever you want out of this thing and it's portable so lynette was all excited because i i, I came and i brought my coffee right <laughs> this thing wh- whether whether you think i'm going somewhere with this or not this thing is, has taught me some things in life because look here it comes you're like, okay, this is good. But sometimes I'm, 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 I get to the point where even in life, where I'm like, okay, even in my fast state, I'm like, that's good. Like, we're good. And you just let her just kind of, you know, <laughs> a, little too, a little too dark. I say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they used to probably water down a little bit. But then I just get really impatient. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm late, you know. So I take my cup of coffee and I kind of walk off and, Really, I don't do that, but can you get what I'm saying here? Sometimes in life, we just need to slow down, and, and this, I'm sorry, I'm going to make a big old mess over here, sorry about that. Sometimes we need to slow down, and I like to rush God. Sometimes I like to jump in. Sometimes I, I miss what he's saying because I'm just not being still, and I'm not listening for him. I'm not being patient. I'm just running at my own pace. I'm not pulling back on my alpine slide. I'm pulling my coffee out before it's even time. It reminds me of this verse, you, Famous verse, Psalms 46.10, says this. Be still. And know that I am God. 
and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. I like to rush God sometimes. I like to jump the gun. And quite honestly, oftentimes when I do that, I I miss his best for my life. That coffee was good, but man, it was sure strong. And it was only a quarter of a cup because I just I didn't have time to wait, right? I uh, two years ago, yeah, moved to Greeley to to do this ministry, and I was nervous, you know, starting something from scratch. I was I was really nervous, and my friend from Pueblo called me and said, "Hey, come on down to Pueblo with me. I'm rebuilding my house." And I'm like, "Sounds like fun." So, <laughs> go down to Pueblo, and 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 he has me running um, water. The, the pipes underneath, and so we're under in the dark, tarantulas, all this stuff, going through the mud, running all the, the, the piping and stuff, and there's a bunch of bricks down there, and just from the house, it was an older house, and so I'd, I would crawl on a brick and kind of move it out of my way, and you know, there's bricks all over the place, and, and, and during this time in my life, you got to know, I'm, I'm a little nervous, I'm a little anxious about, okay, I'm going to go start something, something I've never done, and I'm, I go down, I'm, I'm talking to my friend about this while we're rebuilding his house, and come across this brick, and, and for some reason, I, I, I looked at it, and, and this brick, pass, I'm going to pass this around, I want you to look at the front of this thing, what does it say, what does the front of that brick say, it says B, 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 now I'm weird, I'm kind of artsy, I don't know if any of you are kind of artsy, but I'm a, I'm a little weird, and I'm a little artsy, and, and at this point in my life, I, I really was struggling about starting something I had never done, and reading books and thinking about how it should be done and trying to act one way and go another way. And, and I was really, you kind of get in this mode where doing is more important than being, right? Because you want your ministry to be successful or whatever it may be. Anyone ever here find your identity in doing instead of being? Anyone? Like, if, if I performed well today, it's going to be a great day. Like, I, I go to bed and I feel good about being, don't I? But if what I did didn't quite add up, Am I going to feel so good at the end of the day? And maybe it's a maturing process we go through. But as I'm under my friend's house and I'm running his piping and I'm stressing out about life and there's a brick in my back, I pull it out and God has the word B on it for me. I grab that brick. I'm like, I need to put this on my desk. I need to see this brick often. The reminder of God, how he wants us to be. See, all we have is our stories in life. All I can share with you is where I've messed up, right? All I can share with you is where God has has shown me some cool things about who he is and how he loves me. We're all the same. We're all in this relationship with God and all we have is our stories. Reminds me of the very beginning of the church. The very beginning of the church is, you can find it in Acts chapter one. If you want to read it, you probably should. It's pretty cool. There's these these three verses that I just want to read through. You don't need to open it up unless you want to. Let me read through these first three verses. This is the beginning of the church. See, this point, Jesus had come, he had lived, he had healed, he had done all these things, and then he died. (laughs) Oops, he died. And then he starts reappearing to his apostles, his disciples, and and speaking to them. And and this is like the last time he's going to appear to them. So Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. This is Jesus. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking up intently into the sky as he was going away, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who had been taken 
from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Verse 12 is where I want to land because there's two words that are really cool right here. The first two words in verse 12 is us. It says this, then they. Now you can read the rest of the verse. It's kind of cool, but then they. Then they. Okay. Their Messiah, their king, their friend has just gone up in the sky like a jetpack. Oh, like he's gone. And what does he do? He grabs his keys to the, all the church and all the kingdom and says, here you go, and tosses it down to them. The disciples are sitting there, and in verse 12 says, then they. Whoa. <laughs> then they what? What are you going to do, Tony? Huh, what you, then they. Then they what? What do they do? Then they go get a pizza and get hyped up on Pepsi? Is that, I mean, <laughs> what, what do you do? Then, then they woke up the next day and upgraded their camel to a newer version? Or, I mean, what, what do they do? Hummus all day? I don't know. Then they what? Did they suddenly know exactly what to do? Then they. You like that? Upgrade their camel? More, more horsepower. <laughs> Then they what? They didn't know exactly what to do. And I imagine that they're sitting there and they've just watched this. They're a little confused. The Holy Spirit hadn't come yet. They're sitting there. And I wonder if they start thinking of the, the words that Jesus had said before. Go and make disciples of all nations. I wonder if they start putting this together. Then they. Then they lived. Then they made mistakes. Then they had fun. Then they underperformed. Then they overperformed. Then they won some victories. Then they, then they lost some things as well. Then they, they lived this story. They lived this life. They fell in love with God, leaders. Then they, this is us today. Then they, do you know how to do this life? I don't. If you do, please show me. <laughs> Weber, do you? You got some secrets, Weber? Then they, then you, then I, then us. We're constantly looking for Jesus as he's up in the sky. We're like, Jesus, thank you. And now what? And now what? Leaders, we're, we're here today. And I imagine you're here because, as Logan even talked about it, there's men, there's women, threw him the keys, and his life poured into him. There's men and women that have poured into all of our lives, as far back as we can think. They've constantly thrown us the keys. They've constantly said, here's Jesus. He loves you. He's madly in love with you. They've constantly lifted you up and said, yes, you are capable. You can do this. I think back to my old youth pastor, Jerry Yoshida. He was a crazy, crazy man. But he first, well, he was one of the first people that poured into me. And I thank God for that. You are chosen for this. And God is throwing and he's saying, here's the keys. Here's the keys. Because the kingdom of heaven is here and you are going to usher people into that kingdom. You know that? As house church leaders, as life group, life connect, is that what it's called? Life connect leaders, you have the opportunity every single week to pour into people and share with them your stories. Now I want to use these three simple little illustrations that we had today. And I want to ask us something because I believe a couple things in this room, okay? You are capable. You are capable. You know that? You are capable. You're strong. 
Jesus is in you, man. You're strong. God's throwing you the keys. He said, here it is. You have story. You have life. Oh, but Satan, he wants to come in and he wants to tell you you can't do it, right? But you are strong. You are capable. You are a child of a king. That's beautiful. Some of us, though, we're going to get caught up as house church leaders, Life Connect leaders, and we're going to be those alpine slide people. (laughs) You know, we're going to get scared that we're going to mess it up. We're going to feel not equipped. We're going to throw our break forward, and we're going to slam it back, and we're going to go forward, and our, our sled's going to be, it's like whiplash, man. Just because we're scared, because we're not confident in who God's created us to be. Some of us are going to lead that way. And we're going to have a tendency to lead that way. Don't. Don't lead that way. Be consistent in who you are. Don't be scared. Don't feel like you're not equipped. Slow down. And James 5, 7 says, be patient then, brothers and sisters. Be patient. As house church leaders, be patient. Trust in God. He's got you to this point. He's equipped you. You are capable. You are strong. Don't be an alpine slider. <laughs> and then this is what I recommend. Don't be the coffee freak out guy either. <laughs> uh-uh. Be very confident in God and don't outrun Him. You're going to have a tendency to think that, oh, house church today didn't go very well. I must be a failure, right? I must. Yeah, I need to do something quickly. Like, let's change this thing. God's still brewing. He's still doing something. Let that cup keep brewing. Don't jump ship. Don't call up Lynette one day and say, Pastor Lynette had a bad day. I'm out. She's going to... Well, never mind. I don't know what she's going to do. I don't know what she's going to do, but I know what I would do. I'd be like, let that cup brew. Let that cup brew. Trust in God because you know what? Be still and know that He is God. And through you being still and being confident in who He is and not outrunning Him, He's going to be exalted in the nations. Do you believe that? Yeah. It's going to happen in your house, church. In your Life Connect groups. It's going to happen through you. Isn't that cool? You can't mess this up. You can't mess this up. This is God's church. He's building this thing. You can't mess it up. Well, unless you don't have that bathroom spray. Make sure you have that. (laughs) The Alpine sliders. Don't be scared. You got this. The coffee people. Slow down. (laughs) Slow down. Let God do his thing. And then the bee people. I'm also that too. That brick. I don't know if it made it all around or not. It's right there. Yeah, man. I have to grab this thing. Pretty much weekly, I have to grab this thing and I have to look at this B, B, E, B, Aaron, B, B. Stop finding our identity and what we do and what's successful. And if I failed the test or if people came to our event or if people even like our house, who cares what we do? If we're in love with God, be confident in who he's created you to be. Don't try to act like something you're not as house church leaders. Nah, just be you. If you like cats, don't act like you don't like cats. I'll just never go to your group. I mean, it's just you know what? If you're more about casual, then be a little more casual. Don't put on your suit and tie and try to act like something you're not. All you got is a story and your experience. 
So share that story and share that experience. And God's going to bring to you people that are going to annoy you. And they're going to help you grow. And you're going to love them. And he's going to bring the people. Honestly, you want to know a scary truth that's really kind of exciting? He's going to bring people to you that no one else in the world is capable of leading the way that you are. But that means that God's also, he's trusting you. Find your identity in him. One of the worst things we can do is try to feed people when we're not full. Spend time with God. Slow down. Don't be a freak out alpine slider. Don't pull your cup out. Let God brew his cup and do his thing. Find your identity in who he is. And just smile. Have fun doing this. Oh yeah, by the way, have bathroom spray. Thank <laughs> you.